What's going on, Packers fans? Aaron Nagler here, Cheesehead TV, ready to talk some football with my good buddy and fellow compatriot when it comes to misery, Andy Herman, the Don of the Packaday podcast, purveyor of fine Packers takes everywhere across this internet of ours. What's up, Andy? How's uh, not Victory Monday treating you? Oh, it's going great. Uh, the thing that I love about this is if anyone ever had any question, if you and I knew what we were doing or that we are smart human beings. This is the year that we decide to do this 365 days a year. Make it our life. Put our life around this. This Packers team was the one you're like, you know what? It's time. It time to make time. the leap. No doubt. Hey, turning of the page, right? And look, we're going to be here from the ground up, Herman. That's exactly. the idea. All this misery, all this pain. We'll be here day in and day out watching them build to a championship probably 20 years from now, but we'll be there. Darn it. Exactly. With that being said, of course, if you are hiring full time, you know, where to find Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> the internet makes it easy to contact. Yes, exactly. Us. You can DM us at any time. I need, I'm, I'm rethinking the idea that I might need health benefits well, given what I'm watching this team week to week is causing the pain. Exactly. Internally. Andy, where to begin? I mean, you know, we always joke. This is kind of therapy, right? At least for me yeah. each and every week getting to talk to you and, I know you're a fellow traveler when it comes to watching the tape and looking, trying to figure out why things are happening or not happening as the case may be. And it's really hard to continue to watch the same things happen game after game after game, especially given that there has been considerable time in front of some of these games for an approach to change, to possibly trying to accentuate something else. But Man, I'm having a hard time, other than the one area where I have seen maybe a slight bit of a kind of adaptation, is the use of eye formation when it comes to running A.J. Dillon. Like, they did make seemingly a determination of, look, if A.J. is going to be our lead back, we are going to have to move some people with power and with bodies, and that has kind of worked. Now they've played two really poor run defenses, but that's the one area where I can look at and go, okay, I see that adjustment. But everything else, man, it's it's hard. I, I don't know. I, I don't even know where to start given that we see the same results, but you would think that would lead to a different approach, but it doesn't seem to. It's so funny. This has been one of the uh, conversations that we've had that I've looked forward to the most simply because I wanted to know where you were going to start because I didn't know. I didn't know where we were going to start today. And I know I never give Andy notes ahead of this. This is always a surprise to Andy. And I kind of like it that way. Oh, very much so. And to your point, I was going to do a live post game show yesterday after the game. And I didn't not because I didn't want to talk about it, not because of that they lost or anything like that. It's just like, right. I didn't know what new to bring to, co- I to the conversation oh, because yes. it's like, we've talked about this, all this stuff for like two, three weeks at least. And I'm like, I don't know what new I can bring to the table. And I needed to sort of formulate my thoughts before I went on with Perry and Alex last night right. um, and finally got there. But no, I, I think to your point, it's really difficult to see outside of a couple things. Like you mentioned with AJ Dillon, I thought Tucker craft had a nice day blocking. You could see some time that he's put in the room there. But it, it's really difficult to point to anything super, you know, refreshing or new, or that they put a ton of time, effort, and energy, and where you could like grasp onto it and be like, "There it is. That's that's the thing that you can clearly tell they've been putting. It's not tackling. It's not oh. blocking. It's not pass blocking. It's not run blocking. It's not like we can go through all the stuff that we've talked about through the past few weeks. But with all that time off and with all that time, effort, and energy put in, 
man, against two really bad football teams and the Raiders and the Broncos, even with some sort of bounces going your way against the Broncos, not much changed. And I think that's kind of the most disheartening part of it all. Yeah. And look, I'll, I'll, I'll say one other wrinkle I noticed was the, the motion, the quick motion out from Reed. Like that's the new, Oh, we're not going to do that with Musgrave. We're going to do it with Reed. Reed. Okay, great. Wonderful. Uh, That pretty much contributed nothing all day long, but it was there and it was new and it was different. But I think again, that's like side salad to the main course of the offensive line, which is, I think the entire problem on offense. And I think it feeds into the lack of maybe not lack of creativity, but the lack of diversity and or whatever Matt and company are trying to do on offense is completely hampered by what they're working with up front. And I understand that, look, they always talk about their best five and what have you. There is no way on God's green earth I'm sitting here believing that Rasheed Walker is the answer at left tackle and that there isn't another formulation up front uh, that doesn't give them at least a a fighting chance. And I'm not going to sit here and say that everyone's been playing a lights out. I think Zach Tom's like your one shining light on the offensive line. Um, I think literally everyone else has had really bad moments. But, man, Rasheed Walker is just a problem at this point. And I don't know what they're looking at, especially after a week off, to say, yep, we're going to run him back out there. And I think let's just theorize that if they change something, it could get worse, right? You're at the point where – That's probably their fear, right? But you're at the point where, like, you got to try. You're like, even even, – I thought so, yeah. Yeah, you're you're at the point of, like – I could maybe make an argument of like, man, maybe Rashid, you know, going left to right, Rashid, Elton, Myers, you know, Runyon and, and Tom is just their best iteration. And, and I've gone over the fact of the one thing you have going well, maybe on this team right now is Zach Tom at right tackle. And right. I really hate and moving him around. Him. Yeah, I'm I like, do, do you really want to take a guy in his second year who's actually playing well and try to fix something that's not broken to, to move everything else around. But to at this point, like it, it has to be something. And I understand too, the like, long-term implications of Rashid's under contract the next couple of years. Yash right. is not, there's a good yeah. chance Yash is gone after this year. Rashid probably will be here. So yeah. do you want to just go with, you know, Rashid, do you want to try a Caleb Jones or something instead of that? But at some point, I mean, come on, like you've just got to try something new and different, whether that's a Sean Ryan, whether that's a Caleb Jones, whether that's a Yash Nyman, I, I don't care. And even if you have to move some pieces around, cause you know what? When Zach Tom got in there for four snaps at center, you know who looked really good at center? Zach Tom. Like, you know, what a shock! Right? I know, right? It's so. <laughs> right. Um, as much as I don't want to move him, I do think you're to the point where you have you just have to try something different. Man, I'd be down with a Caleb Jones audition. I'll tell you what, and look, they might be thinking that way, right? Long term thinking. Let's get Walker as many snaps as possible to try and develop him. I understand yeah. that, but you've got to win some games, yeah. and you've just gone through the quote unquote winnable part of your schedule it's only going to get tougher. And I think, I think you alluded to this on Twitter last night. Like that was it. That was the part of the schedule where maybe whatever's working against you, you can set right. Like nothing's getting easier here. Like these games aren't getting like you're tougher and tougher opponents are coming. Uh, And that brings me to Jordan love because look, I, you know, all summer long, I talked about struggles and we were going to have stretches of frustration with a first-year starter. That certainly has reared its head here. Yeah. I don't doubt for a moment that uh, you know we will continue to see sputtering and we'll see missed throws and bad reads and mistakes and questionable decision-making. I think all of that goes hand-in-hand hand 
your first time as a starter in the NFL. What I do want to see from Jordan, though, going forward here, is just a, a little more consistency and a little a little bit more uh, – like you, you saw it in the preseason and even at times last year, rise and fire. Like, And I understand that he's working with – I mean, a complete clown car sometimes when it comes to guys running routes and where they're going to be, et cetera. But, man, it's, he's, it, you're not going to be able to trust your protection. You know yeah. you can't hold the ball. So get up, rise and fire, and let it rip. And we've heard Matt talk like that before in the past. I think they're at a point now where it's like, okay, I'm going to run the scheme. You know what I mean? I'm, I know what, how this is supposed to work. And guys might be in the wrong spot or whatever, but at this point he, he's got to start, like, I don't taking ownership of it a little bit more. I don't know. It's it's hard to express what I'm trying to say, but like, just I know what you mean. rise and fire, man. Because I, I do think he's been spooked a little bit for good reason. You know, we've seen quarterbacks go down this road where they can't trust the protection, and all of a sudden they're trying to do way too much. And I do think that's kind of entering his headspace right now. I'm with you, and I think we kind of talked about this. I think a couple of weeks ago of like we're seeing a quarterback that's learning in real time. And certainly for Green Bay fans, that is something totally new and something that we haven't had to deal with a whole heck of a lot in the past 30 seasons. And I thought this week, you go back to Detroit and even at times against uh, the Raiders, and you would see him holding onto the ball too long and maybe trying to wait for something to develop down the field. And it doesn't develop. And then Aiden Hutchinson or Max Crosby or John Kaminsky and a million other people were waiting, you know, to, right. to, to bring him down. And it just, everything was disjointed. I thought this week it almost went too far in the opposite direction where they, they went screen heavy. They wanted to get the ball out of his hands oh, and you yeah. almost could tell like Denver knew the script ahead of time of knowing like, all right, cause Jordan said it multiple times throughout the week of, you know, he's just got to kind of see your point, like kind of let it rip and he's got to see the throw and just kind of get rid of it. And you like, they kind of, came up on everything. They're still covering with seven, getting home with four. And there's just not a ton of opportunities and, and places to go with the ball. But it was also almost like too many times it was just like just kind of getting out of his hands. And there's just the, the, the overarching thing here is there's no rhythm. If you want to hang on to the ball and find the deep shot, there's no rhythm. If you want to get right. the ball over your hands, there's no rhythm. If you like there's no short, intermediate or deep thing that's working. And we've seen the stat that Rob Domovsky posted of how atrocious this offense has been, including Jordan when trying to throw the ball downfield. We've saw this in this game, the screen game where they try to get it going on numerous occasions and they just cannot get it going. And the one time it looks like they maybe have it set up, Jordan fires in the end zone to Romeo Dobbs. Dobbs. Those are the sort of things. And I'm, I'm with Ben Fennell at this. He tweeted this out before I got to the tape this morning. And he's like, the offensive tape wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's just a different player on every single down. And I'm like, man, I trust Ben to death, but I'm not sure I'm going to agree once I go through this tape. And then of course I go through the tape and I agree. You go through this and it's like one play is Elton letting somebody through clean. And then the next second play, play of the game, that's what kills game. me. You try and go tempo, right? You're like, okay, we're going to try and jumpstart this offense. We're going to go tempo. And then Elton Jenkins, Elton yep. King Jenkins completely whiffs on his block loss of two. And now you're behind the sticks and it's third and long on your first drive of the game. And then all of that rhythm again is is gone. And like, but then the next play it's running and then it's Myers and then it's Walker. And then it's, you know, then all of a sudden you throw a a ball, a 50, 50 jump ball to Romeo Dobbs down the field. It's a pretty nice pass. Dobbs can't come up with it. And then you've got a play towards the end of the game where Christian or excuse me, Christian Watson comes open and Jordan love is late to the throw. And it's just, it's a different player on every single play. 
And and then you have a, a full start penalty that the ref is calling for no apparent reason. It's oh just like my god! Don't get me started on that. Everything head, is so difficult for this team, and they can't get anything going because it's a different player breaking down. And I think Ben said it's like Russian roulette on every play. It's like <laughs> I, one of these eleven is going to break down. It's just a new yep. exciting way to find out which one of the eleven it was. This individual play. I mean, don't. And then we didn't even talk about you know Deguara false start there down in the red zone. I mean to go from what third like second two yards out to like nine yards out. Eight, yeah. This is the, this is the green Bay Packers in 2023, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's frustrating. I will say, you know, to me, the one, not, I guess the one, but the, the player I'm most excited about after watching that game again was Dontavian Wicks. They have got to figure out a way to get this kid. on. I just tweeted it out. Like got to figure out a way to get this kid more reps. I don't care at whose expense. And now who, I yeah. mean, we haven't heard from Matt yet on injuries. So maybe injuries do the trick and, he's forced onto the field a little bit more, but what, why are, why are we throwing or why are we playing Samari Torre when Dontavian Wicks is on the team? Like it's just blowing my mind. And I understand Torre's got a year in the system or whatever, but man, they are night and day. And just at this point, Wicks is just the one guy who jumps off the screen to me, as far as whatever he's doing, he's doing it a hundred miles an hour with complete intentionality. And there's no fear and I just see a guy who's ready to make a play at every moment in a way where I, th- I see a lot of thinking going on everywhere else. Yep. And that's he, what I'm just get him on the field. 14 snaps is nowhere near enough. He was my second highest graded player on offense this week in just 14 snaps. And everyone's going to remember him throwing a pass or whatever, but he's got that big play over the middle where love throws kind of behind him. And then he makes the adjustment and then makes a guy miss and gets up field. I mean, that's stuff that you've seen from some of the really good wide receivers over their time in Green Bay. You've got a toss play on the outside to Aaron Jones oh, and Dante Wicks oh. is just blocking his guy into oblivion along the sidelines. Like it is blocking, it is catching, it is now passing, it's run after the catch. It is getting <laughs> Nothing like he can't do. Right. Yeah, and, and and like he has sort of been like on the flea flicker. They're uh, they're going to him. Like they're, yeah. they're they're not afraid to use him in a variety of different ways. I need more Dontavian Wicks. I need it now. And like you said, it may happen organically with the Christian Watson injury, but it like if you've got 14 for Wicks and seven for Torre, that at minimum needs to be 21 for Wicks. I couldn't agree more. Um, let's flip it over to the defensive side of the ball because, again, now injuries. You talk about injuries kind of starting to take a toll. Uh, a lot, more guys yesterday. Uh, it's It's disheartening to see so many missed tackles coming off a of bye week and – I understand that they get paid too. They're going to make you miss, whatever. But, man, they had so many missed tackles. And, again, so many instances. It was like the Detroit game all over again where they're hitting the ball carrier initially and the yards after contact are three, four, five. Like, that's hidden yardage that keeps the opponent ahead of the sticks. It's it's maddening to me. That's not, A, the missed tackles, but, B, when you have – body on a body and the guy just goes there's one where Wilson completes it in the left flat and Walker and I think it's I can't remember which defensive back but there's like a linebacker and a DB right there and they both wait yeah for the back to come to them and it's like that's again free yardage and then when they hit him he still gets two more yards yeah like that is the stuff that's just driving me insane. Like the whole Joe Barry thing. Yes. I don't agree with his approach. I get why he does it like that. I can reconcile in my head, but like this play style is driving me insane. 
And it's just, it's so much of the fundamental stuff on both sides of the football, which is so frustrating. And it's just like, it, like you said, it's the tackling on defense. It's the blocking on offense. It's, it's kind of what should be not the simple stuff. That stuff's not necessarily simple, but it's like football one oh one, And you see stuff where they're trying some really advanced stuff. And it's like, they're they're trying to go to, you know, calculus and they need to master, you know, arithmetic first. And those things are, those things are the things that keep showing up time after time. And to, to this point, again, it's a different player. Every time you see Quay miss on a tackle where he's going high and the guy Quay just wasn't, under Quay it. wasn't right yesterday. No, like, he didn't look I, like him. You can tell he's working off an injury and he yeah. was not his usual sideline to sideline self. In any totally way. agreed. But he misses on one. Razul like completely whiffs on one. You've yep. got Keyshawn misses one in the backfield and he misses one on Russell Wilson right in the middle of the field where he scrambles up the field on one. It's just like, it's yep. different players at different times. And, I, you know, the lame, like everyone needs to do their one eleventh. Everyone just needs to be a little bit better. It's, it sounds stupid. It sounds not, you know, like th- th- there has to be more than it than just that. But when you have like a different one player making a, one mistake on every play, those things just add up over and over and over in, in a three point game, we, we can talk about like the Elton Jenkins holding call of like, if, if that, if you don't have one of your best players having a holding call on that play, Green yeah. Bay, just that play alone, you might win the game, and they might get in. Easy I mean, field one goal more, range. one more play, you're in field goal range. You feel one range. more play. Yep. You know, and that's one of your you're supposed to be one of your best players on offense, and yeah, it, it's it's just everyone doing a little bit better, and all of a sudden it looks a lot better. And what's what kills me though is okay, so 100 percent agreed the kind of paper cutting of themselves, right? As far as like it's one a different guy every time. So, but then you as a play caller on either side, but specifically on the, on the defensive side, if you're Joe Barry, like situationally, it just drives me nuts when the Packers crawl, scratch, fight, kick with all of their being to get back into this game, finally take a lead. There's eight minutes left in the game. And you would think there was like a minute left the way Joe Barry comes out on that field goal drive that basically allows the Broncos to take the lead back with no, like in no time at all. Like I get keeping everything in front of you. I understand the reasoning for the calls in and of themselves in a vacuum, but man, his situational kind of, I don't know, awareness, you know, flip around and look at the, some of the usage along the goal line, as far as what types of bodies he's putting out there. I just, the situational calls for, from Barry just blow my mind. Sometimes it drives me insane that's where I'm at from a defensive standpoint of like the defense has been meh. It's blah. It's not great. It's not anywhere near the biggest of green Bay's issues right now. No, I think we would no, probably agree with that. Yes. It, you, it still leaves a lot to be desired. And when I, when I think the question is now becoming like, so you allow 19 points in a game, you should win that game far more often than not in the modern NFL. Like you, that's not a bad day defensively by any means, but when you go to your point exactly of the, the game is now on the line. You're up 17, 16, you scratch and claw your way back in the game. You have, you have the lead and now it's the defense's turn to hold the opposing offense to make sure, Hey, if we get the ball back, we probably, uh, you know, win this this game away. Or, yeah. you know, exactly. At least have the opportunity to do so. Right. And instead they go right down the field and kick a game winning field goal. And to some extent, maybe the, like, maybe the thought is like, well, Hey, we limited to them like a 50 some yard field goal. Like we kind of no, like no. the other team is allowed Compete. to make keep competing. Goal. That's what I wrote exactly. in gut reactions. It's like you come out of that very first play of that drive. They are legit. The, the safeties are like 25 yards off the line yeah. Yeah. and the corners are at least 10. It's like, yeah. I get it. And that brings me to the other thing. 
the touchdown that essentially they put on Rasul where they got the stack and they use the rub and he gets free. It's man coverage, right? And that's a man beater. Yep. How? Okay, this is this is two games in a row. How do you not have a check for that when they're in a stack in the red zone and you have a man call and you see that pre-snap? How the f- do you not get out of it? Now, is is there a check? I'd love to know. I'm guessing probably not. Yeah. But this is two games in a row where we've allowed just an easy completion, which at least could have been somewhat maybe slowed down, even possibly stopped if they just have a check at the line. Like, that drove me insane. Because I had people in my mentions like, well, they played man coverage. It's like, yeah, against a literal set that's designed to beat man. I know this, and I know nothing. Like, if you see that pre-snap, how do you? How do the guys on your field not have the wherewithal or at least the green light to make a check and get out of it. Yep. Oh, sorry. I know I'm venting, but it drove no. me insane. Because no matter what the situation is, it's completely unacceptable. Either A, there is a check and the guys and they didn't get they, to don't it. have right. the, the wherewithal to make the check or recognize it to get out of it. Like that's coaching or you don't have the check, in which case it's probably even worse, but it's still, <laughs> you know, it, it's the coaching staff that's ultimately at fault here. And those things, and I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> I actually was thinking of of you, the you know, going through the Justin Jefferson thing with Preston Smith oh, on him last Lord. year, and then yeah. this year you get the Raiders one matched up with Preston Smith with Devontae. So I'm thinking like in my head of like, oh, next year when this happens again, they're going to have to after the play put in a check <laughs> for to, to figure out that exact they're just, scenario. They're, Russell just has to survive the down, Andy. That's yeah. that's what he has to do there. I just yeah. you know. It's that's the stuff that drives me nuts. And to your point, yeah, the, the defense has been meh. It's played well enough to win these games. They have all been winnable outside of the Detroit game. They've all been winnable. And the offense hasn't shown up, has not shown up. Like these furious comebacks, they're thrilling and all, you know, until the last throws. But, you know, that that that's no way to live in the NFL. I don't know, man. I'm going to be if- very, very curious to see if there's any kind of change in approach from Matt LaFleur and company this week. You have to figure at some point as these losses start to pile up a little bit more. And if this continues to be the case, there's going to be something that hits at some point, whether that is players being benched, players being cut, players being traded, coaches being like, whatever, like there's, there has, you would think as things start to heat up just internally and people get more and more frustrated I know this is a franchise that is the most like we're gonna you know keep everything as status quo. Long possible, view, a lot of long, long view, view. But long view, yeah. you, man, you got to think at some point some something starts to to heat man, up and cause a little bit of a just, boiling over. First down is the best down to throw the football on. I need Matt to come out, just spread it out, start throwing it to Wicks every other down. Uh, that that's my recommend. That's my recommendation. That's uh, in the mail. Problem solved. I don't know about that, but it's something. It'd be different. And yes. it won't be it won't be what we've been watching for the last three games, which is driving me An to, to driving me into an early grave. Andy, can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every week. Uh, really appreciate the time, man. Have yourself a good week, and uh, try not to watch too much of that Packers game. I'll do my best. Thanks, Andy.